0: Listen to Reverend Samuel O'Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel O'Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendov Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now,
1: as in wisdom that nothing we can ever desire can compare with you. Instruct us to climb us this year with wisdom and to live by the same henceforth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated. We bless the name of the Lord. We bless the Lord Himself for how faithfully He has dealt with us. Nobody should complain. Nobody should murmur. Nobody should be depressed because we've come this far by grace, leaning on the Lord. Had it not been the Lord, let us say, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And so be full of praise and thanksgiving even as we bring the year to an end. A few more days to go. We've been considering the work of the ministry and uh, particularly prayer in regards to the work of the ministry. We looked at Prayer as the sign of burden bearers. Prayer is a burden discharging point. It's not a place of entertainment. It's a place of agony. It's a place of striving. It's a place. Of Calling on God for his will to be done. It is indeed the sign of burden bearers. Prayer is not something for people who want to take it easy. It's not for people who want to recline in bed and sit in a rocking chair. They don't have invitation to prayer. Prayer is is more tasking than that. The testimony of one of the saints of the church by name Epaphras was that he labors fervently in prayer. He labors. We must never lose that seriousness that is attached to prayer in the New Testament. Prayer is not fanfare. It's not showmanship. It's not showbiz. We don't pray to prove a point. We pray because there is a burden among other reasons of prayer like fellowship and petition asking God for God to do something for you and then we took a closer look at prayer one more time as uh, the kind of prayer we looked at a kind of prayer that gets Resolves for the work of God. And uh, it is definite praying. Definite praying. Hannah said, this this child, I ask of the Lord. He went on inspection on the child and he realized that this is the child. He is a male child. He is a prophet of God. So, definite praying is a quality of prayer that gets Results, definite request. Then, bold request. By whom we have access and, and confidence, boldness into this grace wherein we stand. The blood of Jesus Christ made a way for us that we might come boldly before the throne of grace. And so, we must act bold when we come to pray. And that boldness is not something physical. It's a spiritual push that you take. It's a decision of your heart that I cannot be denied. I have access to God. I have God's ears for what I'm talking about. And then, importunate praying. You may not open your eyes at A prayer request you made and just find out that the answer is right in front of you. It doesn't always happen that way. So you have to keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. And it is not a praying and praying just to keep praying. But you are praying because surely there is an end. And the expectation of a righteous shall not be cut off. What a privilege we have it applies to the work of God and it applies to your personal life as well. That you can change something. Don't just watch things to take over your life. Like a neighborhood, uh, like, like some gangs who have taken over a neighborhood. You must know how to challenge things in your own life by importunate praying. You must know how to change things by importunate prayer. Whatever it is concerning your life, God calls all of us to importunity in prayer. All of us. And we are hearing all these things so that we will do it. We will do them. God has his eyes on us. The hope of Salvation. That hope is rolled on the wheels of ordinary people like you and me. The church. As we sit here. You are the hope. First of all, you have become a post of hope. Throw away the thoughts of misery. Hope has arrived in you. God has come into you. God has come to tabernacle in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so no need to look down on yourself, to write yourself off. You matter to God. He has invested so much in you. He will not let you go. He will not cast you away. God will not cast away his people. And apart from the hope, that we have ourselves God expects that others will find hope in us and through us that is your significance yourself your family your family every one of you here look at me take a stand for your family a lot has already gone bad Christianity is not to say I am free the rest can go to hell no what must change and what you change. For some of you, you even see that you are somehow carrying signs of your family. Where you coming from into your present life, even though you were a believer. You wake up and you, you become sober. Say, no, this thing must not cross this line. And then as you stop that, you also go back like Moses into Egypt for their deliverance. That's what you do. That's Christianity. And not only for our family members, but for the rest of the world. The Christian is God's hope for the world. God's hope for the world. Always think according to that. And enjoy the process and the responsibility Of being hopeful. Enjoy it. It may be strenuous. Enjoy it. It may be tasking. Enjoy it, like Joseph. Because if you give up, others will perish. So you don't give up and you don't give in. So that you can say, like Joseph, that the Lord sent me here to preserve your lives. Don't quit on your personal challenges. You are not fighting them simply because of you. You are fighting them because of others. So pass the test. Pass the test. Pass the test. The life of greatness demands that you subdue certain things in your own life So that you can make way for others to enjoy the salvation of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord. And that has been the life of Christians throughout the ages of God's people. They through faith subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. There is nothing you cannot subdue. Nothing you cannot. They, they worked righteousness. The world does not need to change to make space for you to work righteousness. The world is what it is. It is a dark place. But you through faith, by faith you work righteousness in spite of that. You obtain promises. You can. They stop the mouth of lions. You, you stop certain things. What a calling to stop certain things. Fearful things for that matter. Lion-like things. You stop it. That's Christianity. Don't just be there and then be watching the devil devouring and devouring and devouring and devouring. Quench violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weaknesses we're made strong. You can be strong. Paul told Timothy be strong in the grace. That is, in our Lord Jesus Christ, you can be strong. You can be strong. They escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, we're made strong. They was valiant in fight. They tend to flight the armies of the aliens. And it's our time and our turn to live this way to the glory of God. Tonight being our final uh, worship and weather life service, we're still talking about the work of the ministry and still talking about prayer. So the topic tonight is the work of the ministry, the prayer of the wise. One thing that wise people can do or should do or they do is to pray. It is wisdom to pray. When you think there is no God, you don't pray. And it's the fool who has said in his heart, there is no God according to the scriptures. The prayer of the wise, the work of the ministry, the prayer of the wise. The prayer of the wise. Prayer is the sign of burden bearers. There is a prayer that gets results, and now we are looking at the prayer of the wise the work of the ministry the prayer of the wise it's unfortunate but not all of god's people can be described as wise it's unfortunate virgins they were in other words they were pure they were holy they had their names in the book of life. They were innocent concerning evil, but they were not wise concerning the work of God. That is the issue. How God wishes that all of his sons were wise. Virginity is not enough. Wisdom matters. In other words, your innocence of evil, I don't do wrong things. The things I used to do, I do them no more. What a testimony. But, it's not enough. It doesn't qualify you as one of the wise. Psalm 90, the verse number 12. Psalm 90 verse 12. Now this whole psalm is a prayer. The prayer of Moses, the man of God. Men used to pray, used to talk to God. And this is one of the records of prayer by Moses that we all know. He starts by giving thanks to God, worshipping God. Then he acknowledges the brevity of time. Or the shortness of time and without wasting time he immediately puts in this request to God so teach us Psalm ninety verse 12 so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. The work of the ministry, the prayer of the wise. Why such a prayer? Jesus has the answer because he's the wisdom of God. John chapter 9 the verse number 4 John 9 4 I must work the works of him that sent me while it is there. If you care to know, there are so many things to do. Jesus says, I must work the works, the works. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. As many as these works are, some of us have not even scratched the surface yet. We have not begun yet how we need this prayer indeed. The prayer of the wise. It doesn't mean that you are not praying. But sometimes you are not praying a wise prayer or as a wise person. As bad as prayerlessness is. Not to pray as a wise person to is another challenge and a problem. So I must work the works of him that sent me while it is there. While it is day, while it is day, the night cometh when no man can. I must work. That is Christianity. When you get saved, which is by the grace of God, by grace are we saved through faith. Not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. You you never qualify for salvation. You can never work your way out to be saved. However, when you get saved, you work. You are saved unto good works to do something. Please understand, there is no lazy seat for a Christian. It does not exist. Christians are working people. They are working people. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. The word fervent in spirit means hot and boiling. Let the steam be always on. Be active and be productive. Let your life count for something. Because you have the capacity for it. By redemption. Unto good works. With God before ordaining. That is you. Walk in it. So Jesus answers for us the question of the prayer of the wise. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Why? This is it. For the night cometh when no man can work. I pray for everyone of us that we will work in. while it is day. We will work while it is there. The work of the ministry, the prayer of the wise. Like I said, we are ending the year. Almost everybody here, quite a number of you, you have celebrated your birthdays. I don't know, maybe we may have some surprises before the year end. Somebody may show up and we may have to celebrate the presence. But that kind of thing, going from year to year, counting years, Counting years. Counting. It is common to men. But acts, acting wisely in those years is not common to men. Counting years. Even a thief counts his years. A drunkard counts his years. He can tell you how many years she has been drinking. And living that kind of low life. So, counting years is common to men, but acting wisely within those years is not all that common to men. Wisdom selects from the common. That is what wisdom does. Wisdom selects from the common. Fools are common. The wise are not common. Luke chapter 12. And when we say a fool, it's, it's not something grotesque or evil per se that you do that makes you a fool. What you should have done that you did not do, it basically makes you a fool. That's all. What you should have done that you did not do. If you tell somebody, Move this thing from here. I've implored you to do that. He doesn't do it. You don't see the reason why you should keep him employed. Or there is water in a place that people can sleep. And you see people. Some of them are Christians. Some of them are not Christians. And they are going and the water is there, moving. And somebody can be hurt. And shatter his knees or dislocate a joint. What should have been done? You are not doing it. That is what it means when we say you are fool. Luke chapter twelve, verse nineteen. And I will say to my soul, "So thou hast made goods laid up for many years." In other words, he has been counting years, fiscal years many years, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry, and I will say to my soul, but God said unto him, thou fool, this night, we never heard that this man drank, went to drink, we never heard he want to kill somebody, we never heard that he was behaving like a mad person, it looks like what he's doing, it is the right thing to do. But to God, something has been left undone. So God pronounced on him, Thou fool, this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that is not wise, but has not prayed, like a wise person so is see that laid up treasure for himself and is not rich toward god have you heard such a thing before rich toward god rich toward god we are moving the post of wealth in the church from rich towards god to rich towards men what men counts riches The richest this, the richest that. No, look at Jesus speaking here. He says, rich toward God. Well, we are considering the message that is intended to make us rich toward God. How many of you want to be rich toward God? Now, what are the indicators that you are acting Wisely, Even before we come to the prayer of the wise. What are the indicators that you are acting wisely in relation to time? Because counting years is common to men, but acting wisely within those years is not common to men. So what are the, what are the indicators? The indices, the marks that you and I, we are acting wisely. Wisely. Listen, wisdom is not far fetched. You can be wise and you must be wise. Amen. Wisdom is not a certain look. So you look at a person's face, like you can say, this person is fair in complexion. This person is dark in complexion. Then you look at somebody, this person is wise. Wisdom is not in a look. Your facial appearance does not equate to wisdom. There are certain definite things that makes us know in the light of God's word that you are acting wisely. Number one is thoughtfulness. 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 Number two is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Number three is awareness, awareness, but not just thoughtfulness. Number one, it is thoughtfulness about your salvation and working out your salvation. These are the indices, the indicators that you are acting wisely. Thoughtfulness about your salvation and working out your salvation. The rich man we read about never thought about his salvation and working out in salvation. If you think about something else other than your salvation, you are consumed with the thought of that thing as the primary thing of your life. You are consumed with it. You are always thinking about marriage, thinking about money, thinking about business. It may appear that you are wise. You are not. You are not. When I was in school, one of the most attended meetings was on relationships. I never attended one. I didn't see the value of it. And I don't have a bad marriage by all standards. Our school counselor always used to have meetings in the university. And you should see them, the girls in particular, crashing into each other. And I'm not surprised. The way they crash into that seminar and workshops is the same way they are crashing today in their marriages. But let's know where we begin from. Thoughtfulness. About your salvation. And working out your own salvation. How wise are you when you don't think about your salvation? And work it out. With trembling and with fear how much of your energy went into your the working of your salvation this year in the in the balance of the energy sheet how much how much did you ever tremble to come to church but you tremble to go to your workplace you were you were afraid of your boss and your manager but god is the cheapest thing to deal with in the world by your actions where is the trembling and the fear? Don't you see how they rush people to the hospital with trembling and fear? Make way, make way, make way. Life is at stake. That's how we work out our salvation. we trembling and fear. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Philippians 2 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, which is a good remark, commendation, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. No hypocrisy. It's like when the pastor is there, then I do the right thing. The calls you make, if we were standing by, will you make those calls? The people you call my love. Every night, there is somebody you tell, I love you before you go to bed. Meanwhile, you are not married, and there is, there is no recognition in the church that you are you are going to get married to the best. Where did you get that from? You have obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now look at it. Even in my absence, that is where you, that is where you do even well. What a life. What a Christian. What Christians they were. But now, much more in my absence. Pastor, are you saying we should not love people? The best way to show people you love them is not to be telling them I love them. After all, you are even leading them into trouble with your so-called I love you and all of that. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Thoughtfulness about your salvation and working out your salvation. The first reason for knowing the scriptures is not to quote them, but to be wise unto salvation thank god for you if you completed the whole bible this year or you are about to complete but that is not the reason for the scriptures that you can say i have done one year bible reading nobody enters into the kingdom of god because you have done one year bible reading it's good to do it so why are we reading second timothy 3:15 and that from a child let the children know the scriptures i implore all parents here, get Bibles for your kids, not New Testament, everything. You don't go to the market and just buy a shorts for your child, who is a boy, That this is your Christmas dress. You buy shirts and shorts. And you don't buy only underwear for your girl. You, you, you get a full dress for her. Get the word for your child, not toys. That is secondary. The scriptures. The scriptures. God himself instructed them in the Old Testament how they should teach their their children the law. And so from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Number two. Fruitfulness. Indicators that you are acting wisely. Fruitfulness year after year and conserving the food—that That is the sign that you are acting wisely. Fruitfulness. How we wish happiness will be the sign that we are acting wisely. But I'm sorry, it's not happiness, it is fruitfulness. There is a world of a big difference between fruitfulness and happiness. To live life and just to be counting happiness is to miss it. Even Jesus was not happy throughout his life. A happy life is not the goal of the, Christ, of, of Christ, of the Christian. It's a fruitful life. Not a happy life. Where did, where did we get that idea from? Happy. The Bible says she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth." So fruitfulness. Year after year. And conserving the fruit. Because there's no point to gather fruits and lose them. The hope. And the prayer of every mother. Is to carry their child to full term. When they miscarry. It is hell on earth for them. At the end of every year. Like this year. You should ask. What have I done with my life? What fruits did I bear? Is that not what adding up and soaring is all about 2nd peter chapter 1 verse 8 2nd peter 1 8 for if these things be in you all that we have heard this year if they are in you and abound they make you abound me that you make time to listen again and again you get filled with it they become a part of you They make you that you shall neither be barren nor fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Fruitfulness year after year. And conserving the fruits. Luke chapter 13. A very, very, very chilling scripture. Which was also in our daily strength today. Luke chapter 13, the verse number 6. He speaks also this parable. A parable is an illustration or a short story to help us to understand divine truth. At this, at this time of Jesus' life and ministry, he was dealing with very ordinary people who had no spiritual understanding. So everything has to be Graphic. He had to point to the events of life to bring to them spiritual realities. So you don't see much of parables when you come to the epistles. Well, we are writing to people who have now, they have access to the truth of God. They are on the same wavelength. They have the Holy Ghost. The teacher too has the Holy Ghost. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. You need none that any man to teach you. But before that time, you see a lot of parables, and this is one of them. So the story here does not end in itself, like that's the end of the story. You know? No. It's more than that. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon. He came and sought fruit, not happiness, fruitfulness. He didn't come to see whether they were dancing in the vineyard. Have they borne fruit? He didn't come to see who is celebrating his 50th birthday. Who is celebrating his 10th marriage anniversary. All those things are good. Go ahead. Be happy. But. Fruitfulness. We are talking wisdom now. Counting years is common to men. But acting wisely within those years is not common. To me. And he found none after inspection? None. Listen. How many of you, you have recorded that kind of report? None. Zero. And he came and sought food thereon. And he found none. Then said he unto the dress of of his vineyard, Behold, these three years. See, so We are counting years, but we are going to count more. I come seeking fruit on this victory. And find none. Cut it down. I pray that we will not be cut down. Why? it, the ground. What does that mean? Life is a sacred space for fruitfulness. The ground. We are not just made for existence. Our existence is for fruitfulness. We don't just exist to exist. We exist to be fruitful. The whole world will go on strike. If fruits decide not to bear, trees decide not to bear fruits, we'll go on strike. Orange says, no, we won't, we won't fruit again. Mango, no. Apple, no. But you will see us. You will start going for meetings. What is going on? It's the same. With us as God looks at us. Because we are the trees of the Lord. The plantings of righteousness. That he might be glorified. We, we, we are the trees in the earth. Like there are trees in the forest. And the thing about fruitfulness is that. Every one of us. Not one. But every one of us. Not one is exempted. Every one of us have sufficient to be fruitful. Each one has sufficient to be fruitful. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 Matthew 25 rather verse 14, 25, 14 For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own, his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Look at me, you have goods. God has given you goods. You are his workmanship, created in Christ unto good works. You have sufficient to be fruitful. Let none say, I cannot be fruitful. I don't know what to do. Maybe you don't know how to do. You are sincere. But you can't deny the fact that as for having something you don't have. So now, you have to Come closer. You have to be in the church. You have to be with God's people. So that now what has been given to you can become useful. Now look at it. The verse number 15. And unto one he gave five talents. You see, so our abilities may differ but we all have abilities. You understand? All of us don't stand here to sing on Sundays or Wednesdays. Only a few. That's their ability. All of us don't stand here to preach. This church can be here for 100 years. Some people may never come behind these puppets. Because that's not their place. But they have something they can do that the man behind the pulpit may not be able to do. So unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. There is nobody he gave nothing to. To every man according to his several ability and straight away took his journey. Listen, our birth our location in life, where we are right now, wherever you stay, and all the experiences you've gathered in life, and all the providence of God, the providence of God simply means the things God has allowed and orchestrated for your life. They are meant for fruitfulness. The combination of your birth, the time you were born, you were not born in 16, the 16th 16 century, you were born now. For fruits now, who gave birth to you is not a disadvantage. It is all part of the the, the 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 schedule, the arrangement for fruitfulness. Joseph had to be sold. Joseph had to go to Potiphar's house. Joseph had to be lied upon. Joseph had to go to the prison for Joseph to be fruitful. Providence, providence. God's orchestration, design, and plan, and plot like a man is plotting a graph. So, as God is giving all these incentives, he moves you from here to here. You are in this church. For what? You've come from where you've come to, to this point. For what? The person you are married to, for what? When we tell you to pray before you marry, you think we are playing. And when, if we are married to, why are you in the marriage? Some of the boring, boring stage of many women is when they get married. Because that was what they were all living for. I want to be married. I want to be married. And then when they married, that's it. In G.S., what do you want you to Who is your... Won't do anything, can't do anything. The man is even tired of you. No drive. No drive. You don't kick. You are not alive. Because she was like a, she was like a hunter looking for an animal. I want to be married and I've got you. I've married. <laughs> That's it. Take an inspection of your life and understand that. Listen, take it from me. Understand everything God has allowed into your life, the things you may even call the worst. Go and ask Joseph. He's like you. Happiness is not the goal of life. Fruitfulness is the goal. Joseph was never happy until he saw that the purpose of his life was to be fruitful. And he really was. Let those people who say they want to marry you understand that you want to be fruitful, that's why we are married. We are not there to make them happy. Can you say amen? Yeah. Because get up and do something is like what disturbing me. Get up, let us pray. It is it is disturbing your happiness. Your happiness is to sleep. Don't wash bowls, don't clean up. Nothing. God, the gospel too is about your kitchen. It's not just about your heart. Are you fully what I'm saying? Now you may have done the gospel. During our workers' congress, there will be a time for, 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 for that. We will be addressing, my, if we're worker in the church, we'll be having our workers' congress in the second week of January, I think so. So every one of us has sufficient to be fruitful. Actually, we are made for it. Say after me, I'm made for it. And listen, we are blessed for it. That is what the Lord said when he first made Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. And God blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply genesis 128 he blessed them so we are blessed for it he says in Isaiah chapter 51 verse 2 look unto Abraham your father i called him alone i blessed him and i increased him we are blessed for it praise god we are blessed for fruitfulness fruitfulness is a common grace it's not special to some unique to some it's common to all of god's children according to our ability, embrace it and be fruitful to the glory of God. Can you say amen? Then awareness indicates that you are being, you are acting wisely. thoughtfulness about your salvation and working on your salvation. It's fruitfulness. Year after year and conserve, conserving the fruits. Don't backslide. Make gains and keep it there. Add to your faith. Conserve your gains and add on. As we are entering into next year, don't start from ground zero. You must adapt to whatever you have gained to the knowledge of God, to your, 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 your development in life. Add on. Praise God. Don't, don't entertain those funny dreams. You know, sometimes people say, I dreamt and I saw myself sitting in school. I I, I was in my primary school. You are not there. Say amen. Amen. Don't make allowances for things that are not allowed in God's word. Don't don't be bothered. Just wake up and say, I am not in primary school. I'm I'm with my friends. I saw myself wearing my old school uniform and shorts. We have stopped wearing it a long time. Get deep behind me, Satan. Satan. If it is Satan, it is not your mind. Maybe you have missed your friends. And you are just thinking. But if it is really Satan is serious, you also be serious. Amen. Amen. Some of you need to grow up. Look at me. If I had a certain dream, who do I go to? Will I come and talk to you? Come on. I will come here and be tearing up and say, Church, pray for me please. I am sorry. Today I had a certain dream. And I can't believe it. I saw myself in my nursery school. No! I come here and I preach because this is the victory that overcomes the world. Not our dream, but our faith. Don't all of a sudden, God has given you faith for victory because of one night's dream. You take away the faith, throw it away, then you, you, you enthrone the dream. I don't know. You will never know. Then somebody who used to disturb you in school harass you. Or certain who way to beat you is the one you saw in the dream. Said so they have come again. They have come again to do what? Now awareness. Awareness of what? The brevity of time and we are getting into the heart of our message. Follow it keenly. And listen attentively. Awareness of the brevity of time and living according and intensely to that. That is how you know that you are acting wisely within those years. Not just counting them. Awareness of the brevity of time and living according and intensely to that. So listen, if you, 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 You know time is short. And you are not living. According to that, it still brings you back to a fool. And you are not living intensely to that. If you are going to Phoenix exams and you are behind time, that is not the time to relax. You speed up. That is intensely. Intensity. Now, Psalm 90, which is our Anchor scripture, the verse number 4. Psalm 90, the verse number 4. For a thousand years. The man is praying, a thousand years in that sight. Ah, but as yesterday when it is passed, and as a watch in the night. Moses is saying that we are down here and we are making much ado about a thousand years. Whereas God sees as a flash. Brevity of time. Thou carries them away as with a flood. They are as a, as a sleep. In in the morning, they are like grass, which we'll grow it up. In the morning, it flourishes and grow it up. In the evening, it is cut down and weighed. Look at that. Brevity of time. So it makes you live purposefully. It makes you not to scatter your energies. Listen, we don't eat only to grow. Right? just to put on weight and look good and apply things on our skin that they, they have their place but the energy that you are getting from all this is supposed to be gathered not scattered for the purpose for which you are here how important is what i'm saying some people because they don't think about living for anything they eat anyhow One time I was asking one of our medical people about why something can happen to certain people. Why this thing? Then he said lifestyle. He didn't say virus or bacteria. Lifestyle. You say you want to live long. You you eat porridge with sugar in the morning, extreme sugar. Even, you, 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 to drink water, you are adding sugar to it. Because as for you, living is happiness. <laughs> you don't have any goal for fruitfulness. Happiness is your goal. Like this Christmas, only God knows what you have eating. <laughs> you, you, you have become a refuse dump. When people say that they are, it is enough then you gather them. (laughs) It is not enough for me. (laughs) Yes. So, when you live in the awareness of the brevity of time, it makes you not to scatter your energies. Think about it. Even what to eat. That is how intense you eat. You think that they leave, they leave important people even though we are all important in the world, to, to just... No, 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 The president of America cannot live in him. If in case you don't know. Because they are protecting his health. Apart from people who can assassinate him, they you know that food can also end his life. Can you be that aware in life and live that intensely and accordingly can you have the discipline to say around this time, I will eat it. But there's no vision. You don't live for anything and anybody. You only live for your stomach. And your tongue. Yes. What happened to to temperance as a fruit of a spirit? Nobody knows. The fruit of a spirit is now what tastes good. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. When you are aware of the brevity of time and living accordingly and intensely, it makes you focused and forward in a specific direction. Focused and forward. Focused and forward. You see, a lot of people are living loose in life. So people are making money out of the indiscipline of people. They write books for them. All these motivational gurus, they are making money out of people's indiscipline. If they were dealing with Paul the Apostle, you won't have anything to write to him. I put my body under. But you don't put anything under. So they tell you how to wake up. See, you have to discipline yourself. If, if you start to have a habit and keep at it for 21 days, after 21 days, to become a part of you because you are too weak. You don't live for anything. You you can't, you can't, you can't make business out of Jesus that you are a motivational speaker. Motivating Jesus to do what? A great while before the, he is already out. He is up before you woke up. But because there is nothing to live for. People have become people's businesses. They are teaching them how to make it. How to make it in life. Want to know how to make it? I always keep telling you. When you put the Bible by the side of a thousand motivational boosts they pale into insignificance. Because in this book, it's still for destiny. You don't become like a mushroom. You live and live solid, impactful, influential. This thing over there. Awareness of the brevity of time and living accordingly and intensely to that. Now, when you look at the whole prayer of Moses then, it hinges on that, this final point. Because he prays, time is short. Nine, all our days are passed away in the wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are three score years and ten. And if by reason of strength, they be four score years. lifestyle. Lifestyle. The way you eat and drink and exercise yourself and conduct yourself. Yet, and even you, the way you think, because health is also mental. Yet, it's there strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off. See that? And we fly away. Verse 12. So teach us to number our days. Think about it. So the whole prayer is one. Everything that now follows is in the light of my time is short, Not so teach me, help me. And how often we think we have time. That is the opposite. We think we have time. The word of God says, no, we, we don't. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 15. These are not scriptures from the pen of Greek philosophers. It's from the, it's from the, it's from the pen of God's anointed. They are talking towards the very mind of God. Ephesians 5 verse 15. Now it's amazing. 15 and 17, it addresses wisdom, you know and then time is sandwiched between the wisdom show me the wise and somewhere within the wise is the value for time show me the wise somewhere within the wise the wise person is the value for time the time means nothing to you 2022 has come that's gone 20 are waiting for 2023 i mean how no 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 nothing see then that he walks circumspectly not as fools but as wise because the bible knows there are some who are fools and yet they are saints 16 redeeming the time see god has redeemed you now you redeem the time go to the cross and crucify some things and redeem the time crucify talkativeness redeem the time crucify idleness sheer boredom. You are just there and bored, doing nothing. Crucify it. Crucify surfing on the net until you even sell filthy content. Crucify it and redeem the time. Go to the cross with certain time-consuming monsters and vampires and get your blood out of them. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. It was evil in Paul's days. It is hyper evil in our days. Then he says in 17, Wherefore, be ye not unwise. You see that? Not all Christians are wise, please. Be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the law is. And that is what we're talking about. So teach us to number our days, the will of God, that we may apply our hearts unto to wisdom. We think we have time, but the Bible keeps us telling us we don't. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Romans 13, 11. And that knowing the time that now, 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 it is high time to wake, awake out of sleep. Then he explains. Thoughtfulness about your salvation and working out your salvation. For now, is our salvation nearer than when we believe. As for your life, you still have the liberty to do what you want with it. But it won't change God's word. That it is high time. If you are being warned that get away from this place. Something is about to happen, then you still stay there. You owe yourself. Whatever happens to you. It's high time. This is not to have, this is not the time to have a girlfriend cool and quietly. What do you get out of it? It's high time. Don't let God take you on. Some of you, it will be better for human beings, the people God set over you to discipline you. It will be for your good and for God himself to take it out When God takes over your discipline, he can remove the propensity to repent from there. So when we see you and you are misbehaving, it's not like you are becoming hard. No, God is punishing you and disciplining you. You have become a vessel of wrath. He wants to get you to a place where, you know, there are some things you can't crack because they are malleable. So God wants to get you very hard so that he can break well when he wants to. It's high time. It's high. This is the time to clean up. Cleanse your temple. And let's cleanse the temple. It's high time. This is not the time for anybody to deceive you. He has lost his place in heaven. Already. There's no protocol in heaven. I just wanted to tell you, you know, you know when, when, I, when I get to heaven, I'll sort you out. I'll sort you out. So when I get there, I know what to do. And then you also enter. The person is not entering and you are not entering. Jesus said, I will kill Jezebel and all her children. Any one of her associates, I've caught my eyes on them and they will not escape my judgment. It's high time. High time. It's high time to awake out of insensitivity. Sleep, it is high time. Well, wisdom is not common. And so we see the peculiarity of the request in the prayer of the wise. His prayer is peculiar. When you see a lot of people praying, Oh God, give me this, do me that. That is common. It's very common. You know, among your, your children, One of them can ask you something. You can see that this is different from the rest. If you have children, and one of them come every day, or once in a while, as young as they are, and they are like, Daddy, what can I do for you? I mean, you will sit up. Where did he get it from? And sometimes, with my case, when they have acted well, sometimes their mother has tutored them. You know, he tells them, go and say this. Because, you know, children, they don't really care. They will go the other way. But I think the Holy Spirit is acting like a mother is doing to the little children so that we will behave wisely. So what are the peculiar requests in the prayer of the wise? Psalm 90. So that we will... Because if this time is that short and we are for a moment, then there should be something striking about our prayer. So he says, verse 13, he's praying, Return, O Lord, how long, and let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O Lord, us in prayer. Affection, heartfelt prayer, which is a God-felt prayer. O Lord, when O Lord comes to church, revival has come to church. O Lord, not just because we are saying O Lord, but it, it is a certain sound for Him that we desire above all else. Oh, there it goes again. Oh, you see, oh, satisfy us early with Thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad in all our days. Make us glad. According to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. We seem to have even wasted some time, but make us glad. Like Joel said, He will restore unto you the years that the locusts have beaten, the canker has eaten, the palmer worm has eaten. So, what is the peculiar request in the prayer of the wise? Number one, revival and renewal in God. That's how we know it's the prayer of the wise. Not just prayer for career advancement. Because that is for a moment. Moses is praying. Teach us to number our days. That we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Then The next prayer point is the revival and renewal in God. Return, oh Lord, how long? Return, come back. We need you let it repent thee concerning thy servants give not thy heritage to reproach why should people laugh at your church laugh at your people oh satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad in all our days. Will thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice? We have our own joy sounds, and God says shut it up. When, when you get serious about wisdom, you don't get satisfied with your own self-created happiness. You want the one that comes from the Spirit. I' just hitting drums and dancing and shaking yourselves so and we are happy, and you go home depressed. Our life experiences will always show us that we have missed God. Life will always show us there is it. If we play games, there will be enough issues in our life to tell us that we are funny people, we are counterfeit, we are fake. Because it takes God to subdue those things that we meet out there. When you get into your marriage, you thought you were happy. It was there for one hour in church. thirty minutes. You just had a wedding. It is God that will make the difference. So return that there will be a difference. When challenges still come, we are still happy. We don't lose it. When people get saved and God comes into their life for the first time, they have a joy that they can't explain. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Some of you have lost that joy a long time. The way you come to church. Some of you really got born again, but you're born again. That, that fire has gone cold. Some of you, you are not born again. You are not. You just hear preach, you are not born again. Nobody tells you you are born again. That, At this moment, I want you to know you are born again. No, it is something God does. It's the miracle of recreation. It is God alone who does it. And you come alive to God. Have you seen a child who is born alive and does not cry? You don't pray. You so say you are born again. No desire to talk to God. Coming to church is a Hequilien a task for you. You enjoy other companies. What are the companies you like most? You like football companies. You like gossip companies. You like tail companies. You like unnecessary canal worldly companies. But when it is authentic, there is joy. There is joy is joy. There is joy. Smiling faces in churches. The heavenly dove come to sit on your face, and there is there is a luster. The word we use in our daily strength today is a glow. Oh, make that glow come back. Glow, not makeup. Glow on our faces. The glory of God. Why do you look like a same partner to somebody? The thing that comes to somebody's mind that this is a girl I can do something with. How? How come? Where did you get that, 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 that thing from? Where is the Holy Ghost inside you, coming out of your pores, like it came out of Stephen, and they saw his face like an angel? Where is it? Christianity so low, Christianity so fraudulent, Christianity so dissipated and diluted, come short of the glory of God? No! The Christian is light. He is a material of light. He is a fabric of luminescence. You understand? He is, he is an embodiment of the glory of God. The glory of God. When you get spiritual, you don't see beautiful girls and beautiful women. What is beautiful is the glory of God. When you get spiritual, notice it. Those of you who you serve, you separate people, I like this person, I don't like this person because the person knows in some way. You have not seen the glory of God yet. You are very, very kind. You like people for their looks. Hmm? Like them. And God does not look at their direction at all. Like for, for Forsaking him. Never. He's not even a linguist to become a king. So revival and renewal in God. That is the peculiar request in the prayer of the wise. The wise men in the church pray for this. That's it. Number two, which is the final thing, the prosperity and establishment of the work of God. Prosperity and establishment of the work of God. Verse verse, verse 16, Let thy work, take notice, thy work, not your work, thy work appear unto thy servants we have reported for work let thy work appear unto thyself and thy glory unto their children what a prayer the peculiar request in the prayer of the wise this is how we know you are praying a wise you are praying wise the prayer of the wise, the work of the ministry. After all, I must work while it is day. The night cometh, where well, no man can work. Let the beauty of the Lord be upon us. You know what beauty is? Look up here. When people are getting saved, God says it's beautiful. Not when we wear suits and come to church. As for God, his, his scales of assessment and evaluation, they have not changed. Go and ask the church in Laodicea. They were the most dressed church with fine looks but God did not care at all for them by the church in Philadelphia you have a little strength but you have not denied my name what a commendation let the beauty of the law be upon us 17 the beauty of the law the beauty of the law is when souls are getting saved the beauty of the law is when holiness comes back to the church that is beauty Holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. When girls still don't know how to dress after being in church for five years. Yeah? And one year. That's not beauty. You are one of the people who are adding up to the last of the world. That's not beauty. You have no conviction of the Holy Spirit. Let the beauty of the Lord be you. Our God be upon us. What a prayer. The beauty of The prosperity and establishment of the work of the Lord. And establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. When we win souls, let them stay. When we have spiritual advancements in your work, let it stay. We don't want to lose our gains. This is the prayer. Peculiar request in the prayer of the wise. If these two things do not bother you, you, you will soon be forgotten. If these two things, they are... That is, that is the wisdom of being concerned with such prayer, the prayer of the wise. Or else you will soon be forgotten with the transient things of this world. And this is where wisdom draws the line. Be on your feet. The prayer of the wise. The prayer of the wise. First of all, pray that wisdom will come alive to you, whereby you shall have thoughtfulness of your own salvation and the working out of your own salvation, and fruitfulness in life, and conserving the fruits. And awareness of the brevity of time, and living accordingly and intensely to that. Lord, let your wisdom rise in me. Lift up your voice and pray. Let your wisdom rise in me. Wisdom, yes, Lord, let your wisdom rise in me. Do anyone lack wisdom? Let him ask of God that give it unto all men liberally and abrideth not. Ask for wisdom. Christ is our wisdom. The wisdom to be thoughtful in life. Thoughtlessness must end for you in this life. Thoughtlessness, thoughtlessness, thoughtlessness. If a driver is thoughtless, he will soon crash. How can you live life and be thoughtless? In the name of Jesus, Father, impart wisdom. Stare in me wisdom your wisdom to be thoughtful to be thoughtful not thoughtless thoughtful about salvation thoughtful 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 thoughtless will never help I will end up as a fool I will live as a fool so Lord wisdom and in the name of Jesus wisdom for fruitfulness. May I not live to count life in happiness, but in fruitfulness. What am I happy for when I'm not fruitful? What is the happiness of a farmer who is not having any harvest of his, of his investment? That, that farmer might be mad and a fool. Lord, no, no happiness, fruitfulness. Fruitfulness 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 in the name of Jesus yesterday is gone the year is almost ending but i'm waking up to wisdom that will make me fruitful henceforth and get to work it makes him to do something with this one single life one single life one single life it makes him do something with it and the peculiar request of the prayer of the wise. It's not a prayer for bread and butter. It's not a prayer for shoes and bags. It's not a prayer for career advancement. No, it's not a prayer for things of that kind. It's a prayer for the glory of God. What about the glory of God? The revival. The renewal in God. Return oh God. Yes Lord. Satisfy us oh God with thy mercies. Yes Lord. It is a prayer. A prayer. A longing for the prosperity of the work of God and for the establishment of the work of God. That is what makes us wise. We are wise. We are wise when we are concerned with these things. Because Jesus himself was concerned with it. I must work while it is day. And it was the work of the Father he was talking about. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me while it is day. Lift up your voice and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Before we close today and before the year comes to an end. That your prayer will be the the prayer of the wise. 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 be like a child that your parents can be happy with because you are asking the right questions. You are not always taking from your parent. you are not always robbing your father and your mother you are not just there in the house to spend their, their, their resources but you are there to make contribution. even though you are a child that is the kind of wisdom that God has opened to us today, that God has unveiled to us today and in the name of Jesus you want to step into that wisdom the wisdom that makes you care about what God cares about, the wisdom that makes you care about the work of God the wisdom that makes you care about the of men. It makes you care about the prosperity of the work of God and the establishment of that work. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the son of the living God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise. We bless you. We love you. We adore you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious mighty name we have prayed. Father, we thank you. Make us wise, we pray. May we not be virgins but foolish. We've come too far to be fools. Virgins and fools, saintly but fools. Saved but fools. It's a waste of time. Father, we are asking, let us go all the way. Virgins and wise saintly and circumspect righteous holy man saved men, but equally wise in you and that wisdom is i must work while it is day
0: god bless you for listening to this message today visit us on facebook at gtti Page today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.